Live Wire. Hello, you certainly are listening to the James Lily White Show. It's about quarter past twelve, and you're listening to Live Wire as well. Well, what? Joining me today in the studio is the return of the man, Kieran Buck Rogers, everybody. Hey, hey. Welcome back, my friend. It's been a few weeks. It has, yeah. A couple of weeks, a couple yeah. of days, months, years. Yeah. Something. <laughs> Something Hours. like that. We're all getting old, though. We are. So old. Third to last show ever today. I know, it's really sad. It's really horrible, isn't it? We should do some kind of countdown. Okay, let's, let's do the countdown now. Okay. Boom. Three days. Three days? Three, three days. Shows. Well, I guess it's technically it's three, three days. If it's three days, I'd be in a bigger panic yeah. than I am right now. I guess it's three days just spread over. Like, lots of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right, coming yeah. up to you today, we've got a lot of stuff on the show. We've got reaction to the Reading and Leeds announcements last night. We're going to have a look at the the whole thing. <laughs> I've been the last five years to Reading. I'm not sure if we're going to go this year. So it's quite a big thing for me whenever it's announced. That's quite exciting. Uh, we've got an interview with Bastille by Elliot James Fallows uh, whenever he gets in, which is very exciting to... Uh, See what they've yeah, got to say. Looking forward to that. Yeah, so am I. Uh, and then just so it doesn't get too musicy, we've got stuff about dogs. Um, an eight-year-old married a sixty-one-year-old woman, which is quite funny. Um, we've got music from the likes of uh, Green Day, System of a Down, Foles, um, Eminem. Who else headlining Reading? Biffy Clyro. All bands playing Reading basically today. But to start us off with the music, as we do every single week, and we will do for only two more times after this. Well, maybe three if we count the final countdown. Because we'll probably play it then. But anyway, this is Nizloppy with a JCB song. Enjoy. You're listening to Livewire 1315. Your host of Hearing Aid 2013. Livewire. Nizloppy there, of course, with the wonderful JCB song. Uh, Everyone always sings along in the studio for the bit when it's like, I'm Luke, I'm five, my dad's Bruce Lee. Even Kieran Buck Rogers did. Trust me, man, it's JCB. (laughs) Certainly does. Ooh. Old, old, old. Right, so last night, uh, Radio 1 announced the final uh, bands for this first block, or if, if you like, of people playing Reading. Uh, and so far announced headlining, we've got Biffy Clyro and Eminem. And last night it was announced that uh, surprise acts of last year, Green Day, are also headlining. It turns out they're headlining the uh, Friday. And then a bunch of new bands were announced to play, so I'll run you through the enemy stage and the main stage. Uh, Enemy Radio on stage on the Friday. You've got Deep Valley Peace, who Livewire had an interview with a few months ago. Bastille, who've got an interview with coming up in a bit. Major Laser, ASAP Rocky, and Skrillex. Um, Kieran, you didn't know who ASAP Rocky was, did you? No. No. Obviously, I'm not that hip. <laughs> sure. And then on the main stage, we've got Newfound Glory, who Kieran and I were listening to yesterday. With their, My friends over you. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon, making a return to the main stage after a couple of years off. Frank Turner, who's massive now. Deftones, which should be fun. System of a Down and Green Day on the Friday, which uh, that Deftone System of a Down Green Day, that could have been the headliners from like 10 years ago, <laughs> um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, System would be good. Then on the Saturday uh, enemy stage, we've got uh, Palmer Violets, uh, Johnny Marr off the Smiths, Imagine Dragons, who I don't know, Tame Impala, who I thought would be higher up in the bill because they're quite big now, Jake Bug, uh, who everyone's uh, favourite average singer. And Alt-J headlining the enemy stage, which is insane. I saw them on the Festival Republic stage last year, so that's an incredible rise to prominence. Their main stage, you've got Twin Atlantic, Brand New, White Lies, Foles, Chase and Status, then Eminem, which is a pretty strong uh, day, to be honest with you. Uh, we saw Twin Atlantic at a festival, didn't we, Kieran? Did we? Yeah, we did. On the Thursday, they played before Hot Ship. No, I don't remember that. I didn't think I was there. Was you I, were, yeah. Was I there? Yeah, we went to no. see them. They're quite good. I don't think I was there. 
Yeah, you were. Maybe it wasn't Twin Atlantic, maybe it was someone else. I'm pretty sure it was Twin Atlantic. <laughs> I don't know. I'll research it. Yeah. Anyway, and then on the Sunday, the enemy stage, you've got Alex Clare, who I believe is a dance act. Don't you know someone who likes Alex Clare? Yes. yes. One of my friends likes Alex Clare. Uh, Haim, who recently won BBC's uh, Most Promising Act, whatever it's called, like BBC Introducing Big Thing. City and Carla, who meant to be good. Disclosure, who've had a couple of wicked singles so far this year. Uh, the ever controversial Zalia Banks. And then headlining the enemy stage of Phoenix. Now, is, am I a really bad person? I don't know anything of Phoenix. I wouldn't even be able to tell you what genre they are. But they're headlining Coachella in the States as well. Wow. They're massive. I don't know who they are. I think, I think housemate Holly Butcher likes them. Okay. But I'm, no, I don't okay. know. And then main stage, uh, this is probably the weirdest day. You've got Hadouken. Then the editors. Then above the editors, a band called the Lumineers, who I've never heard of. Um, but, uh, they're quite big. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. So according yeah. to this, they are. Then Fallout Boy. Nine Inch Nails and then headliners Biffy Clyro. Um, that's probably the weirdest stage I've seen at a festival for a long time. Just like, I'd like to see which crowd goes to see Hadouken and then hangs around to see the editors. Like, there's pretty, like, alternative music. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise Hadouken was still going. Yeah, well, That is the biggest revelation of the, of the <laughs> Reading lineup. Yeah. So, what do you think about any of that? Do you think that the headliners are good? Green Day, Eminem, and Biffy Clyro? No. No? <laughs> Personally, it's not my thing, but who am I to judge? Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that you've read out a few acts and you don't know who they are. Yeah, that's true. So, since when has that happened, like, ever in the history mm. of you going to Reading? That's true, especially in the main stage. There's only one band on the main stage who I don't know who they are, and that's the Lumineers. But the enemy stage, there's a, there's a, there's a couple, especially on the Saturday. I don't really... I, I like it to him part of, but I've only heard a few of their songs, and... Imagine Dragons, I don't know. I don't really know anything about Palm Violets. And then the Sunday as well. We've also got some more acts as well. There's a, for the first time ever, there's a three-day dance stage. So the Friday night, Subfocus is headlining. I've seen Subfocus pretty much every single year. I've been to Reading, he plays all the time. Saturday is Magnetic Man. And the Sunday is Knife Party, which is uh, that bloke off of um, Pendulum, his new lot. And then there's a BBC One Extra stage as well, which goes for three days. Um headlining the Fridays Wiley which is interesting because beforehand it was billed as Boy Better Know which is Wiley Skepta and Jamie so that's cancelled obviously or maybe it's going to be different then Saturday night is Devlin who's Sam Baker who's often on the show is a big fan of Devlin as well as that we've got Bauer Iggy Azalea Mallory Knox Mode Step Swim Deep Temples 1975 The Blackout The Stripes Theme Park Tomahawk and While She Sleeps it's a good bands there but we'll start you off with one of the headliners of Reading this year announced last night this is Green Day with Good Riddance Time Your Life it- This is Live <laughs> This is Livewire. Livewire. That was uh, Green Day with Good Riddance Time of Your Life, followed by a section of Eminem Beautiful, but unfortunately the wonderful guys who put that song on the computer didn't censor it, so I apologise for all the swearing in that song. Um, Largely explicit. Yeah. Parental advisory, blah, 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 James Lee. I know, but that's stupid. Like how? slap you on the wrist. Yeah, please do. But it's not my fault. Like, these guys put it on the computer and obviously didn't listen to the first line, the first word of the song. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, didn't censor that. I've been joined in the studio by Elliot James Fallows. Hi, mate. Hello. You right? Hello. You ready to ready to wow the world with your Bastille interview later on? Maybe. Maybe. Is no? this an exclusive? It certainly is. Oh, it is. Wow. Yeah, exclusive. exclusive for the James we'll put it on the old Facebook. Horrible swearing. We'll uh, we'll get people listening to it. We'll put, do a status like Elliot's interviewing Bastille. Then people will listen. Yeah. They'll see. <laughs> They'll all see. Right, so we say that's coming up at one? Is that right with you? Yeah, that's fine. Cool.
We'll do a Facebook cool. status about that as well. We shall. We'll play one more song, then come back with random Wikipedia article of the week. This is the third headliner of uh, Reading this year. I was going to play all three in a row, but then Eminem ruined it with his dirty mouth. This is Biffy Clyro with the captain. Coming up next round on Wikipedia Article of the Week. Enjoy. You're listening to Livewire 1350. Livewire. Biffy Clyro with the captain there. Sorry about the slow start, but there was something playing. Right now it's time for Random Wikipedia Article of the Week. For the third last time ever. Yeah. After this, only two more. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, gonna die soon. Oh, no. Okay, this week I pressed random Wikipedia and what came up was dog whistle politics. Mm. Do you guys know what that is? I originally thought it was dog politics and I was mm. really excited by it, but it's not. Basically, it's type of a coded discussion within like a political arena that they say one thing, but they actually imply something else through saying it. So, like, the uh, example given was, like, uh, uh, the former Australian PM would say something like, oh, that's un-Australian, to appeal to, like, racist people <laughs> to say that being Australian was good, so saying something to imply something else. Like, it's not racist to impose limits on immigration, for example, appealing to people who are racist, who don't want to think they're racist. Complicated. So, is it, like, a lie? No, it's like a code, basically. It's like talking, it's like talking in code, saying like one lie. thing. It's but saying one thing and meaning another. Meaning, like meaning multiple things. It's not a lie. Saying a lie would be saying one thing, but not meaning it at all. This is more like coded. It's not a good thing. It's a, it's, it's like a bad term. It's like saying you're saying something that's true, but you're saying it in a way that sounds like it could mean something else. Yeah, so like you're saying something which can appeal to people. People will find it appealing. Uh, it was used by a uh, former Australian PM. Uh, it was used in 2005 Conservative Party. They used uh, dog whistle politics, and it's that quite a common Ian thing. No, it wasn't. Oh. Uh, Random, <laughs> random conservative <laughs> politician from from once upon a time. <laughs> I blame Ian Duncan Smith. What a little, what a little silly Billy. Okay, right. So, do you guys need any more information about this? Or you got enough to write your haikus about it? That's good. Oh, oh, oh no, the haiku system. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Do you need more information? Do you want some more? I'm gonna. Oh, I should have been taking notes. Would you like me to read out some more information? I'll read out the first paragraph from Wikipedia. Uh, I've got no pen. Dog whistle politics is a political messaging. It's a pl- is political messaging employing coded language that appears to mean one thing to the general population, but has an additional or different or more specific resonance for a targeted subgroup. This phrase is only ever used as a prerogative because of the inherently deceptive nature of the practice, and because dog whistle messages are frequently themselves distasteful. For example, emphasising with racist attitudes. So it's often used as like a bad thing, mm. like to appeal to bad people without saying you are. I can imagine I could write a haiku that's like dog whistle politics. Okay, so you can, you can do that as well. One. Yeah, it means multiple things. Well, I'm not that's more complicated. Yeah, you, but it wouldn't be that, racist. That is I'm way sure that. more hard to it do. It wouldn't be racist. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Write a uh, right. Okay, your challenge, Kira Rogers, is this to isn't write. Happen. No, if, I, I was going to say I could, but I okay. won't. By the end of the show, how about that? So you got an hour. In an hour, do you reckon you could write a coded racist haiku? I don't even want to write a racist haiku. Okay, what's something something you don't like? Michael Bay. Write me a dog whistle politic haiku about Michael Bay by the end of the show. Do you reckon you could do that? Maybe. Yeah, should we see? Mm, Okay. If you do, I'll buy you a chocolate bar. It's very confusing. So, you have to say something, but mean multiple things. Yeah, but only to certain people. Right. <laughs> like if you said okay. if you said Transformers One, 
isn't the worst Michael Bay film. <laughs> that would be saying that it's not the worst Michael Bay film, but he, but he has terrible films that are worse than Transformers 1, such as Transformers 2, 3, or 4. Okay. I like how you include 4, even though 4 isn't. Yeah, I just assume it, I imagine it will be. Um, cool. So, everyone okay? Haiku after this? So that'd be dog whistle haikuing. Yeah, dog whistle, politic, haikuing, whatever. Whatever. This is Easy. Ambassadors of Morocco with Wikipedia. New single came out yesterday, by the way, so go check out. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> not, not Wikipedia, so don't care. Uh, we'll come up with our haikus after this. Enjoy. Join me, and we'll tear up the dance floor. This is Livewire. Live Ambassadors of Morocco with Wikipedia there, new single out right now. So go check out Ambassadors of Morocco on Facebook or Twitter. Follow, give them a little bit of a listen. Got an interview on my SoundCloud with them, for the James Lee White Band. Bit of confusion over what Dog Whistle Politics actually is in the studio. <laughs> I've done it. But we've all done high cues on it. It's kind of a complicated one. It's not as complicated as last week. Last week was well more difficult. It was all about, like, coding. But this, is, is code. this is coding. Yeah, but it's, I meant like computer coding. I wouldn't say, if I talked in code, I wouldn't say, oh, I'm just coding right now. Zero, okay. Zero, zero, one. Fat, sweaty nerds. What? Look at screens. We're trying to do one for coding. Nice. In my head. Okay, right, who wants to go first with dog politics, haikus? Camera Rogers? Okay. Um... Ian Duncan Smith doesn't do any DWP. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> Ian Duncan e Smith. That's already ten. <laughs> what does doesn't do any doesn't do any? Oh no! <laughs> I had a, I can change it. D W P is five by itself. D D yeah. W W oh. W. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kieran loses. That's <laughs> <laughs> still three. Okay. No, it still wouldn't work. It, it can. Okay. okay. We'll come back to it. you. Elliot, what's your one? Uh, <laughs> high frequency codes, men in suits spouting nonsense. What did he just say? <laughs> nice, that's good. That's good. Uh, mine is dog whistle talking, used for them dirty racists, political code. I think Elliot, yours is the best one. You win. You win the freestyle haiku cloak, which we discussed. Can I get on the MA course now? <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> Creative writing. Page. That's what you have to do. You have to freestyle a haiku about this. Kieran's looking at me, hopefully. <laughs> I'm going to go again. Okay, let's go again. Ian Duncan Smith doesn't do DWP. It wasn't his fault. Doesn't do DWP. That's eight. What? What is W is just confusing me. How many syllables is W? W. Three. Oh. Wait, Elliot what's... wins. It's fine. Elliot wins. Can you say... Doesn't, doesn't, DWP. doesn't DWP? Ian Duncan Smith doesn't DWP? Okay. It wasn't his fault. That's good. That, that's fine. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it, had, it was revised, but that's fine. Wait, cool. was it Ian Duncan Smith? Yeah, he didn't even do it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> that's the, the point <laughs> of the high key. <laughs> Ian, I was speaking, speaking in code. Who doesn't, actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't DWP? It wasn't his fault. What is his fault? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. He doesn't need MP, but don't worry. It's not his fault. Oh, okay, well, that, that's good. <laughs> right, this next band are playing the Friday under Green Day at Reading Festival this year. Uh, this is System of a Down with Chop Suey. It's quarter to one, you'll listen to Livewire. This is Livewire.
JT and Jay-Z with suit and tie there. Before that, we had System of a Down with Chop Suey. Uh, sub-headlining under Green Day, Reading, Friday night. Very exciting. I think they'll be one of the bands I'd go to see to most of the... I haven't seen them before. Imagine it'd be very excited. Very good. Do you guys like Chop Suey, System of a Down? Both of whom are distracted by tasks I've given them. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah? Big Why fan? Not? Why not? <laughs> Why not, eh? No, my dad used to say Chop Suey to me every night before I went to bed. Really? There you go. That's a really intimate bit of information for you. Um, don't know. Just this thing. It's oh, like wow. Chop Suey, son. I like Chop Suey. Oh, that's nice. And go to bed. Oh, how sweet. Stayed with me. Oh. Do you say it to yourself every time you go to sleep? <laughs> I do. Chop Suey, fuck I've never been able to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, daddy. Grown up. Nah. We're never going to grow up. Oh, so old. Okay. Uh, yeah. News story time. Uh, this headline jumped out at me on the metro.co.uk. Pooches in Israel fall in love with new dog TV channel. It seems dogs in Israel enjoy being on the couch a bit too much after a channel aimed at pets became an instant hit. It's called Dog TV, which is probably the least inventive name for anything ever. It's also available in the US online, and it reportedly the content has been produced using scientific methods, which is again some terrible journalism from the Metro. <laughs> Unspecific uh, scientific methods. Um, generally... When I leave the house, I put on the radio and play some music, said Jeff from Jerusalem. When Dog TV started, I thought it was the perfect thing for him. He actually sits there and watches him. Uh, another part owner, Danny, also welcomed the introduction to the channel. She added, it's a great idea. Why not? So Dog TV. So I challenged Elliot in the song to come up with as many jokes as possible. He could think of around the area of a dog television channel or dog television shows. What did you come up with, my friend? I only came up with four. Four? Thrilled. Okay, give them. Hit me with them. What? What do they watch around tea time in the early 2000s? What? Richard and Poodle. Ooh! Um, I, I bet they woof watching TV. Bet they woof. <laughs> I bet they woof it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, what, what do they use? What do they, how do they learn about arts and crafts? Is how? it by watching Dog Smart with Mark's Bait? <laughs> <laughs> Mark's Bait joke there! <laughs> and then, how do you know what's on the telly? You have to ask people. Chihuahuas on the, <laughs> on the telly. <laughs> wow, okay. Chihuahua, Dog TV, everybody. Chihuahua watch on the telly. That's good. I like that one. Thank you. Well done. Where's the remote control? You can go and retrieve it from over there. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I like that one. Yeah, well done, my friend. Thank you. Talking of dogs, Kieran Bart Rogers, I once got you a first one to do the dogs, didn't I? No. I yeah, bet I think. you woofed that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did Once upon a time Kieran and I were sitting on the bus And he was saying I think you should use this language Throughout today That should be your, your challenge Okay Talk, Talking like dog dog. puns I'd woof a cup of tea <laughs> Nice um, Yeah a few years ago Kieran Me and you were sitting on a bus And you were saying Oh I've got to come up with a reality TV show For my, no, for my a, module It was just a TV show A TV show But you said you wanted to do reality TV Did I? Yeah you did Why? Because you said it was easier Okay. And I said, oh, why didn't you do Britain's Fattest Dogs? Where you'd go around and look at the fattest dogs in the country, and then a, like, a nanny kind of person would go and make them thinner and be healthy. And so what did you do? Took that idea <laughs> and, and changed it and made it better. Didn't really. Got did a you? first. Got a first. James Lillian, I got your research first. research into fat dogs. <laughs> do you remember I can't any exactly of remember the statistic. No. Something like five million fat dogs or something. But after... Um, I can find it on, on my... On <laughs> yeah, my do it. laptop. After Kieran developed it, my idea, 
over the next few weeks loads of stories about dog obesity coming out in the news. <laughs> it was a really like timely thing, so I think we could have done it. And wasn't the prize at the end? Um, you go to Crofts and then yeah, they have basically. to do a show at the end. Yeah. Um, and Crofts was on yesterday on TV. <laughs> so it literally, if this happened, it could have happened yesterday. Britain's Fast Dogs. What did he change it to? Underdog. Underdog. It's not as good of a name. It's not actually. <laughs> Under makes it sound like underweight. Yeah. Like no, the, the, like it, the idea dog. was that it, you know, they they'd come through adversity. Then the mm. being fat. Maybe. It should be like you should get dogs whose families have been killed. Oh and wow! Then get them to go to competition. Nice, dark once more. <laughs> Elliot and I produce probably the darkest radio show of it's the year. So good, I listen back to it. <laughs> I hope the tab listened to it. Yeah, there was an interesting uh, part of the tab, which I think once it's podcasted, we can one day play again. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I've got the statistic. Okay. Uh, as re- recently reported by the PDSA, as claimed by 2013, which is now, uh, half of Britain's dogs will be overweight. Wow. Do you reckon that's, do you reckon that's come true? Glad to see. Mm. Anyway, right, coming up next, we've got an interview with the band Bastille, played in Norwich on Friday. First off, we'll play a song by the band, we'll go straight into the interview where Elliot Fallows met his fave band, Bastille. What were they like? One word. Nice. Good, wonderful. This is Bastille with Pompeii it's 5 to 1 you're listening to the James Lee White show on Livewire we are here with Livewire and uh, UEA TV with the wonderful Bastille hi guys hello hi um, ok so we'll just start off with a simple one um, how did ba- Bastille first get together um, I'd, I'd been kind of writing and recording some songs and wanted to start a band and I'd known Will and Woody for a bit because we've been playing together before and Kyle was a friend who I hoodwinked at a party into joining the band and it just sort of began from there so we started I, I put some songs online we started rehearsing and then just started releasing singles and um, gigging as much as we could sounds pretty cool then what, so are you like the main Bastille then would you say you were Bastille me? <laughs> yeah essentially no. are you Bastille? We, we are Bastille are you all Bastille? Bastille's very much okay. a band very yeah. much a band I, I think when it started I kind of envisaged it as I, I didn't want to like do stuff under my own name and I wanted it to be abandoned so we sort of came up with this name and it was kind of I think initially I had these sort of lofty ambitions of it being a slightly more like pretentious projecty thing okay. but like it very quickly became obvious it was just going to be a band and we, <laughs> we were like even from the very beginning we were all like practising how to play the songs together like long before we did our first gig so oh, that's cool um, that's yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a band it's just unfortunate that I had my arm twisted into being in loads of photographs and music videos yeah makes it maybe look to some people like it's not a band yeah but, it is. but it's very much a collective thing if yeah. people call me Bastille I always get really awkward because oh, <laughs> I apologise my name's Dan <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Bastille no it's because on your Twitter you're Bastille Dan is, are you the one that does the Twitter then that's because my name's Dan and I'm in a band called Bastille okay oh yeah. okay so right sense. we need to differentiate that <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm being a dick yeah I run I, I run the Twitter stuff mainly because I think initially no one else really cared. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair. I do. So I just gone with it. Uh, yeah. That's funny. I saw yesterday someone tweeted just like, um, uh, oh, oh, you're too famous to tweet us back now. Is that is that the? Uh, have you experienced a lot of that recently? Is it, um, is it becoming a bit more of a? I mean, to be honest, with Twitter, it, uh, I've kind of like slightly lost track of stuff because I'm about to sound like a massive knob, but like I get quite a lot of messages, and yeah. and, and I think you've, you've, it only stores the last like. 
like 50 or something or the last like half hour's worth of tweets so often if I go on I'll like, have a scroll down but I'll, I will probably miss 90% of stuff just because yeah. it gets pushed out so yeah I don't I like I don't see or respond to a lot of stuff because I basically don't see it um, but yeah I don't know like I, I will always respond to an interesting you know, a lot of messages on Twitter are just people being really nice but if it's an, unless they're like asking me something directly I often if it's something that I can't help with I won't answer and if it's but you know if they ask a legitimate question or it's interesting or they say something funny or send me something I always like if I see it I'll always reply um, but yeah I mean that's that's bod yeah. <laughs> that you know because I don't know whatever I'm ranting what do you think Will? I'm about to sneeze okay. <laughs> go for it I'm rubbish at Twitter so I don't really understand Will's just joined this. yeah yeah what's this at symbol thing <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> that's fair dude. it can be a bit complicated at times it's really not I'm just a <laughs> Oh, I'm just being nice to you. It's all right. Well, so um, the name of the band comes from Bastille Day, if I'm right. Mm-hmm. Is it? Isn't that? Is it pronounced differently in French or something? Yeah, yeah. We massively like have bastardised it. What? Well, how's it? How's it pronounced? It's like Bastille. My French accent is, is non-existently bad, but um, that doesn't make sense. Fine. But yeah, no. We like we just went a couple of weeks ago. We went we went to Europe to kind of. Like start things in Europe and promote the album and stuff, and um, everyone was slightly appalled by how bad our accent was. So they're like, <laughs> in the bus. In the bus. <laughs> um, everyone was really appalled by how bad he pronounced it, but also they were like they were correcting themselves to say it wrong because of us, like on our behalf. Oh, okay. Oh, so they'd okay. say it normally, and they'd be like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, you guys say Bastille." <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, sorry, sorry." <laughs> Should have gone further. Should next Bastille? Just Bastille. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, that's pretty cool. I just, it, it's, uh, it's, I, I just can't imagine every night, like on stage or whatever, being like, "Hi, we're Bastille." Like, yeah. I'd feel like I'd feel like such an idiot. Yeah. So, yeah. It's one of those things that at the time is quite hard to uh, make that decision because yeah. it feels like you're naming a child or something, yeah. and it feels like it's really important. And actually, actually, it doesn't matter at all uh, because you know once you develop as a band, your name becomes completely arbitrary, and like Arctic Monkeys doesn't mean anything. But and it's actually probably quite a horrific name. But because I like them, I don't even think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Um, not that I'm even remotely comparing myself to the monkeys. But um, yeah, it was my friends. We, it was like, I think there was like an exhibition on, on Bastille Day at the time, and uh, we, I saw it on a poster. That like, oh, that was cool. Oh, it's on my birthday. Let's go for it. If I had a band, then I'd call mine Saint Swithens because I was born in Saint Swithens. That's a pretty cool name for a band. Well, so the thing is, I think in England, like no one really cares about Bastille Day. Yeah. No one really knows what it is. But when we were in France and Europe, everyone was like, "So, if you were born on Christmas, would your band be called Christmas?" Like, <laughs> yeah. So I think it would be quite a good band. Yeah. yeah. It's different. It would work. Yeah. Okay. No, anything would work. Really. Yeah. Maybe not the most like Googleable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah. Um, well, like who Google's Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> What's that day called? So you started out wanting to be a film journalist, is that right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a quick fire film bit. Oh, please don't. That's my <laughs> No, no, I won't. Fine, fine. Please don't. Fine. You've had too many questions about music today. Okay. Do you have a favourite film? Uh, I'm really bad at choosing favourite stuff, but probably my Holland Drive because it got me into David Lynch. Yeah, because I was going to go into, do you get loads of confused Twin Peaks fans in the crowd? 
No. No, we don't. Most of them are like, oh, is Laura Palmer a girlfriend of yours? I'm like, no, no. she's in it. And then I, I see the disappointment in their eyes, I'm like, she's from a TV show. <laughs> and people, like, people don't maybe quite appreciate yeah, how f***ing amazing Twin Peaks is, and so they think I'm just like naming it after a character from Lost or something. It's <laughs> 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 just really embarrassing. Um, but maybe it is embarrassing that we've got a song after the TV show, as well, isn't it? But, um, we should do a song called Ian Beale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stacey Slater. It's <That'd> tragic. <laughs> um, so you've got a lot of uh, DVDs around the around the bus. Is there anything you've been watching? These aren't really ours. <laughs> no, she has. These belong to the bus. All right. But um, we watched... We haven't really had any time. I think when we used to like drive around in a splitter, and when I say used to, I mean every tour except this one, we'd be in like a little van, and you'd do all your driving during the day, so we'd like watch loads of movies and TV and stuff. But... Um, uh, in this, we drive overnight, so we get somewhere and it's the morning. I think it'd be a bit weird to sit down and watch a film all day. Anyway, yeah. So we haven't really watched many. We watched Scott Pilgrim the other night, which was Oh, fun. that is a wicked film. A little movie night. We had like 12 of us crammed into here. It was quite uncomfortable. Very, very cosy. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Definitely. Or like we had to sort of all choose to lean one way. Um, yeah, it was an intimate moment. So, a uh, fun little film bit. For other people's heartache, it's like loads of film quotes and covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, how did you decide what? films to use and what covers to get um, yeah it was interesting I think in the first the first mixtape the, the, the quotes came much more naturally because they were ones that I really wanted to be in there and the second one was a bit more kind of thought went into it um, I don't know I, I, I quite liked taking quotes really out of context so like using psycho quotes in the cover of No Scrubs I just thought it would be funny to kind of position Norman Bates as a scrub um, <laughs> and, and, and so like that, that was sort of the intention there and then other ones are just it's quite like I don't know like I liked in, in the first week's tape be able to use a quote from The Breakfast Club but it, that's really dramatic and make it sound like it's, it's it sounds like it could have been straight out of Twin Peaks and then use that on a song that you, you know we use the Twin Peaks riff from the opening credits and then use our song called Laura Palmer which references Twin Peaks and sort of like force them all together and hope that it works um it did, yeah, it did work. Yeah, it did work. It did work. Thanks. Thank you. Um, how come, like, the album took quite a while to sort of come out? Because you had all your EPs and stuff, um, and you had other people's hype. But like, the album's taken quite a while. Yeah, I think last year, I think we were just a bit busier than we expected, so things just took time. And yeah. um, I kind of, I think we sort of wanted it to come out at the end of last year, and then as things panned out I think it's just I think we we're potentially quite naive in, in realising what it takes to get an album done and finished and ready and out and um, yeah I mean, it kind of feels like I feel like for sort of fans of ours have potentially had to wait for quite a long time it's weird how like, people have known about Swan like I was taking ages and then yeah but then, then everyone, everyone else has just, just come out of absolute yeah. nowhere um, ok one last little thing then um, what's the triangle about um, when I first when we came up with the name I was like trying to make a logo in Microsoft Paint and my friend was like oh you should make the triangle and it'll look cool and so I did that Quite and it made the like, logo and paint the same logo we still got yeah did it on my mum's computer like, in paint. all J-Rock the whole triangle thing yeah um, I think basically not a huge amount of thought went into it yeah and I at the time at the time I wasn't aware that like ninety percent of new bands were using triangles as their logo, so it took me by surprise. And then, and then suddenly everyone was like, "Oh, that's such like a like cliche hipster thing to do." And I'm like, I just thought it was. I didn't realise shapes were off limits, guys. Yeah. And, uh, and and it, we we actually met the old J guys at a festival in Hong Kong um, yeah. at the end of last year, and um, like just sort of had some drinks and were like hanging out and chatting. And um, I think 
the triangle thing came up because yeah. we were always like we we were always really embarrassed by the triangle thing because we thought like they're loads better than us and and it's their actual name so we always felt like I don't know whatever like I'm sure no, no one actually cared we were like <laughs> when, when, when sort of asked about it we were like oh no it's yes, obviously their thing but it, it emerged from chatting to them that, they'd, that we'd actually used it before they changed their name to OJ Oh, that's nice. So we got that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, guys. No worries, thanks for having us. There we go. Elliot J. Fallows and Libby Masters from UATV. Yep. Interviewing Bastille I for s- their gig. I swapped the names around. Swapped the names around because live was first. Yeah. She was like, oh, UATV live <laughs> Cut, Cut and paste. <laughs> Swap it around again. It's good. We're more important. Uh, uh, there was a joke I wish I did. Yeah. And, but I regret not doing it. Okay. What's that? So they said they were hanging out with Alt J, so they yeah. both got because tri- they both got triangles as the logo. Mm-hmm. And I said, "I bet you look like right squares." Oh wow! But I didn't actually say it. I just oh, it you should have said that. Would have been good. Would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Even well, if it didn't translate at the time, now it would be really funny. They'd, because they'd afterwards they'd do that story again in other interviews, and they'd yeah. say, "Oh, we look like right squares." Oh, regretted it forever. Totes regret. Yep. It sounded good. They sound like nice blokes. Yeah, they were really nice. Yeah. yeah. Your questions are way better than hers. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. They're all very good. It was good. a team effort. It was a team effort. It, it was sounded very good. Um, very jealous. Probably the biggest band in the UK at the moment. Yeah, I I knew about them before they were cool. Yeah. So I don't even like them anymore. Well done. Because now they're now they're mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll come back uh, with a uh, trailer recent memory lane. But now we've got locks, groove, dream within a dream. It's quarter past one. You listen to Live Wire. This this is Live Wire. Lock grew dream within a dream there. Before that, we had our interview with Bastille, well, Elliot's interview with Bastille. They kind of let us play on this show. Very good indeed. Only ten minutes left. So it's now it's time for Trip Down Recent Memory Lane. This is where we think of a song which you forgot, but we've remembered. This week popped up in conversation. I can't remember where it did in our living room. And it came up. Uh, Kate Nash Foundations. Well, how did it come up in conversation? Do you remember, Kieran? No, because I, I don't think I was there. Oh, well, I think we were possibly talking about her new song, which is like a punk rock song, which is terrible. Um, we're talking about that maybe um, some inf- uh, information released in 2007 got to number 2 in the UK charts and the Wikipedia page is like ridiculously informative so apparently it was written in C major and it's written in the A B A B A B C B pattern apparently <laughs> cheers Wikipedia once again saving the show from rubbishness I will play this for you now I'm going to try and censor out the swearing again <laughs> didn't, didn't do that very well with Eminem before but we'll try once more um, so yeah, didn't record the rest of it. Uh, a little bit awkward. That's the end of the show. Two more to go after this one. Goodbye. <laughs>